welcome to the Goodwin team and the Innovative Mom Presents Positive Vibes. I'm here with Tammy Goodwin and Maya Sims today. Say hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. We have Maya Sims. She's a CPA and we're going to be asking her questions, um, money questions, finance questions, um, whether it's business or personal. And this is during COVID and post COVID. So I just want to actually just jump right in and get started. So we're going to go to Tammy. Tammy has tons of questions. I know we're both business owners, but hers has um, taken off a lot larger than mine. So she has a lot more in-depth questions. So I'm going to shoot it over to Tammy and here we go. Hi, I'm Tammy Goodwin. I'm just going to tell you a little bit of background about myself. Uh, I own a couple of companies. I own a real estate company. It's called The Goodwin Team. And I also own a credit repair company called Be Legendary. And I'm also getting into doing some stocks. So it's been good. Just learning a lot. And I have a husband who I've been married to for 22 years, George Goodwin. And we have four beautiful children. Xavier, Christopher, Georgie, and Malachi. Um, my ages range from 16 to 7. Pray for a sister. <laughs> but we are here today because Alina and I decided to collaborate our two companies. She does the Innovative Mom, and I do the Goodwin Team, and we both do a lot of volunteering. But one thing that she and I have that we have a passion about is educating people. And uh, Maya... Oh my gosh, who we brought on today is amazing in that area. Maya is my CPA. And when I speak to Maya, after I speak to Maya, while I'm speaking to Maya, I'm looking for duct tape because she is telling me so much. I feel like my brain is about to explode. So I need to tape it up <laughs> in order to hold it all together. So I'm telling you, grab your duct tape because you're going to need it because Maya is going to drop a lot on you. Maya is an amazing woman who is from the place where somebody is everybody, Snailville, Georgia. <laughs> married to her husband Beretta for 21 years. They have two incredible girls, Nikita and Ayana. They keep Maya on her toes. Um, in her previous life, as she stated, she was a commissioned officer who served with honor in the United States Navy for six years. Maya, thank you so much for your service. She has yes. a bachelor's degree with a double major in accounting and business administration. Um, Maya is amazing. She's a certified public accountant. She's certified QuickBooks Pro. She's an uh, advisor. She's practicing public accounting. She's been practicing public accounting since 2000. Um, Maya has focused her skills to share her knowledge of financial management, tax planning, and small business bookkeeping to help entrepreneurs make informed decisions to build their businesses. And she has enabled me to do that because she has uh, given me so much knowledge. Her motto is an educated client makes an educated decision. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Hobbies are reading. And now when she say reading, she don't mean reading books like you like to read, like entertainment books. This girl be reading tax laws. <laughs> That's what she like. <laughs> the only thing. Volunteering in church and trying creative ways to spend time. So Maya, Tammy? we want to know yes. all about what you can teach us today. Because I know you have a lot of education and I know I, I had asked you to tell us about taxes, to tell us about like during COVID-19, what people can expect or some things that can help them. 
with their taxes or during this emergency time, some uh, things that they might be able to receive. So you take the floor. Okay. Well, um, I, you know, thank you, Tammy, so much for that introduction first. Um, I really am honored and, um, and humbled because I don't, because I don't really think of it that way, but um, I do love educating people about taxes and finance and, and how to make things more efficient and effective so that they can make educated decisions. Um, I find that the vast majority of clients that I acquire who have made mistakes in the past, the running theme is, well, if I had only known, or if I had just been informed, or if I knew where to go. And so my goal is to really help small businesses to get mm -hmm. out of that um, cycle, to be able to make really good decisions. Um, and if and it's not that you have to know everything, but just at least know when you need to do more research, know when you need to get help, you know, and then have resources that are reliable because that's also another big issue. So um, first, um, going through kind of some of the questions that Tammy had sent me in advance. Um, number one was, of course, regarding CARES Act and the payments, the um, economic payments that are, are relief payments that are supposed to be going out. So um, a lot of people have already received theirs, and that's great. So if you are a person, though, who, when you filed your 2018 tax return, you owed money, or you had payments going out, or perhaps you had an installment agreement, and so you're, you didn't bother putting any refund information. Unfortunately, the IRS was not able to do direct deposit for those particular um, taxpayers. So it doesn't mean that you're not gonna get the funds, but it does mean that there may be a delay. So they will either send them back paper or you can check your status on the IRS website. So if you, oh, they're not going to take your, your stimulus check to pay for back taxes. You will still actually get the, either a, if you owe, like maybe a physical check in the mail versus um, it being direct deposited, but you will actually get it. They are not going to offset. Exactly. So that's okay one of the stipulations within the CARES Act itself that okay. Congress put in to protect people from their previous debt. That also even includes um, if your bank decides that they want to try to take your uh, emergency relief funds to pay on your debt. Um, there, there were a couple of banks that caught in that and they had to return and release those funds. So wow. the, because the purpose of these funds specifically are not even, they're not actually stimulus money. It's actually considered emergency relief money. So they actually okay. kind of fall underneath FEMA, although it's also underneath the U.S. Treasury. So right. yeah, that is actually illegal. They cannot do that. Um, and I do encourage people, I gave Tammy some links and I'll okay. send you also so that you guys can post them. Because I do think it's important for people to know where information comes from. Right. Because there's so much misinformation about even the emergency relief check. So um, just a really brief, if you're single and you're, you are not anybody's dependent and you live in the U.S., even if you are a foreign national, 
um, but you're you're a resident here in the U.S., then you actually do qualify for those funds, or you possibly qualify for those funds. Okay, so college students who are independently on their own and not claimed by their parents, mm -hmm. are they eligible? Yes, but they cannot be a dependent of their parents. So if their parent is claiming them or, you know, claiming that tax, the um, education tax credits, for Credit? them, then okay. they will not qualify. So my daughter did not qualify. She was very heartbroken <laughs> about, yeah. about that. Um, but one of the other young ladies who is independent, um, she's a junior, I think she did get, she was eligible and she did get those funds. Okay, okay. Um, because of the law, again, if you did owe, or if you don't, if you didn't specifically get a refund in 2018, or if you have not filed your 2019 and you didn't have a refund, then unfortunately they cannot do direct deposit. The last word was that sometime this week, they would start mm -hmm. to release those paper checks. But if you owed last year and you did not get your funds, you do want to go to the IRS website to the link that I um, gave you guys. Um, it says, um, where's my payment? Okay. You want to go to that link because they have a section where you can go in and put in information and the computer decides whether or not you can update for direct deposit information. It does ask some challenge questions to you know, confirm your identity and things like that. So people aren't just putting in banking information and it's not even their money or their account. Okay. Um, so there are some safeguards in there, but um, I do encourage people to actually check that out. Unfortunately, there has already been some instances of mail fraud where people have broken into mailboxes and stolen IRS emergency fund checks. So, you know, if you can get on there and get that information updated, it's great. Unfortunately, they do not have it fully populated. So. <laughs> okay, so I had a situation come up with me. I live in a condo mm -hmm. and someone's stimulus check came to my home. Mm -hmm. So I contacted our landlord um, to find out if there was a forwarded address because I figured by the time I send it back and he receives it, it's just gonna, I didn't know whether he needed it right now. Mm -hmm. Anyway, no forwarding address, no um, no type of phone number that was actually um, working. So do I just turn around and send that back to the U.S. Department of Treasury? Yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately. Return to sender. Can I put it in an envelope and send it back or do I just return to sender and just let it go? Well, if you put it in an envelope, then you would be responsible for postage. But okay. if you do put return to sender okay. or like we've even like put an X across the address and said no longer lives here. That okay. way, when they get it, they'll see that, you know, it's an incorrect address. Unfortunately, okay. the address thing has been an issue because a lot of people have moved or yeah. they were in the process of moving or whatever. Because if you if you think about it, it's almost been a year, year it's been more than a year and a half since right. we filed a lot of people have filed those 2018 returns. So it has been an issue. Um yeah. So unfortunately due to the short time span that the IRS had to try to fulfill 
the obligation that Congress made. It, it's, you know, there, there are a lot of kinks. The vast majority of people got their, their funds and got them timely. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there is a percentage of those who did not. So, who did not. okay. Yeah. Um, but if you're single and you made less than 75000 if you're married filing joint, well, actually, you don't even have to be married filing joint. You just have to be, if you're married between the two of you, you made 150000 or less, then you're pretty much guaranteed to get either the 1200 or the 2400 um, combined. Um, you do get an extra $500 per child. Um, for people who have no requirement to file and they are receiving retirement funds, um, whether it be railroad, um, social security, that kind of thing, they are actually supposed to get their checks and the IRS is, u- or the IRS is using the social security administration's address, um, direct deposit information to give them their direct deposit. Again, if oh, you get social awesome. security, and you don't, you know, have direct deposit, you do need to go to the website to try to update your information. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I did have a question. Mm -hmm. So you say phase out. I like the way you put that phase out. Mm -hmm. Really, you ain't getting no money. That's what Maya's saying, that when you phase out, it's ant for you. So yeah, I ain't getting no money. (laughs) Well, it's over, it's over a dollar amount. So I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's for every thousand you yeah, they reduce the amount that you're allowed to get until it goes down to zero. So yeah, unfortunately, well, if you're married, you, you make more than one fifty, you could possibly still get some money. Correct. So the phase out is between one hundred and fifty and one hundred ninety eight thousand. You don't actually get a zero until you hit one ninety eight. Okay. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you for a good one. I still ain't getting the money. <laughs> so. Phase out, does that also phase you out per child too? Yes, it's for the entire package. So, um, but it's the phase out is based on a percentage. So, I mean, I guess technically it's possible that it could be a little off. Um, but yeah. Um, so when I talk about, you know, making sure that you're getting information from reliable sources, one of the things that- um, That's why we called you. Yeah. One of the issues that came up was there was this post that went viral that said, um, you know, that the emergency funds were a a trap and that next year you would have to recognize that as an advance on your future refund and and have a problem in the next year. Um, Technically, they are actually partially correct, but the reality is that they didn't read the whole law. So this, the, the information that I got, um, my husband is constantly on Facebook. So um, he was the one who showed it to me. And so the person was like, look, it's right here in the law. Well, if they had read two more paragraphs down, they would have gotten the whole story. So for those of us who are old enough, who remember the stimulus packages of Bush, Yes. Um, if you remember, <laughs> I know some of us are not, but for those of us who are, um, if you remember the year after that stimulus package, you had to show how much stimulus money you got, but mm-hmm. then right below it, it showed how much stimulus credit you were qualified for so that they zeroed each other out as long as you didn't make more money than what the government thought you were going to make. Okay. So this is kind of the same situation where 
if you, for some reason, end up in a situation where, let's say you made more than that 200,000 and, um, or that 198,000, and, but it was in 2019, not in 2018, then yes, it's possible that when you do file your 2020 tax return, that they will reduce your um, refund in that year by the amount that you are over. But it has to do with how much money that you made, they think you made versus what you actually made. Okay. As long as you're under the 198,000, then, or as long as you're, actually, I guess I should say, as long as your income has been pretty consistent from year to year, you have no issues. But if you inherited something and you sold it and you made, you know, $100,000 and your regular salary is already at $50,000, well, and you're single, you could probably, you might have a problem. But again, it, it has to do with just truing up who should have gotten funds and who technically didn't qualify but the last record that the IRS had was two years old. And so based on that two-year-old data, they could have possibly have issued checks that should not have been issued. So it is possible, but again, you know, if you qualify for that, for your stimulus check, the amount that you got, if you still qualify in 2020, then it's a non-issue because it's gonna, yes, they're gonna show that you got it. It's gonna show as almost a, a kind of tax, but then right below it, there'll be a credit for what you're eligible for. So they should zero each other out for the vast majority of people. Um, so I, you know, that's why, I, you know, again, you just gotta watch where you're getting your information from and make sure you're getting the whole story and not just half of the story. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see. The next thing. Oh, okay. yes. Break for a second. Uh -huh. Hold on. I got to put my duct tape on. <laughs> Maya just said a lot in that one moment. She just said a lot in that one moment. So just to recap a little bit for you guys. Number one, she talked about the emergency relief checks. If you are single people making less than $75,000, you are going to be looking at $1,200. And you can look at 500 per child. She's also saying that if you had all your stuff together, you will most likely receive your check in a direct deposit. If you didn't have your stuff together, you're most likely going to receive your check via mail. So make sure your mailing address is correct. Make sure somebody can reach you in case, like in Alina's case, the, their mail came to her place. She tried her best to find the person. Now she's going to have to send their check back. And it's going to have to be resent out. So, you know, that's six months right there. Whoever check that is, <laughs> that's six months right there. Because yeah. the reason why it's six months is because the uh, everybody is shut down. Yeah. All you know, the IRS is shut down. They are mm -hmm. shut down. They are barely checking mail. Mm -hmm. People aren't coming into the office. So if you need something, you want to see if you can send it to them electronically to get it taken care of. If not, it's gonna be a slow, it's gonna be slow. If you are looking to get a home, it's gonna be a whole different story. If you wanna make sure that you are getting the information from the proper place, 
you need to talk with somebody who knows their business. If you're talking about real estate, you want to talk to Tammy. If you're talking about uh, how moms can be reinventing themselves, you want to speak to Alina. If you want to know about taxes, all there is, what's going on, what to expect, you need to be talking to Maya. So you need to make sure you talk to experts in the area to make sure you're getting the correct information. This is why Alina and I brought Maya on because we're not, we're not experts. We're experts at getting help and we know where to go. Exactly. Maya exactly. Talk to us. She's going to drop us some more of her great nuggets and she's going to talk to us about the tax effects uh, all that's going on with the COVID-19. So the upside is that there's really not a ton of tax effects. Again, if your income has been consistent, then when you do your 2020 tax return, the funds that you, the relief funds that you receive are going to be exempt. They, there's no tax that's going to be exacted on that. And, you know, I don't want to say it's free money because the reality is taxes are probably going to go up like maybe 2025. So we'll be paying for this for years to come for, you know, for those of us who work and pay taxes, we will be paying for this, just not on your tax return next year. Mm -hmm. So that, that is an upside. Um, something that Tammy had asked me about regarding, so all of this information goes under what's called the CARES Act. Um, there's a lot of really great information on the U.S. Treasury uh, website, as well as if, you, if you're if you able to go through it, they have um, an FAQ. And honestly, I think I got more information out of the, um, the FAQ, the facts, uh, answers and questions, the question and answer, the FQ, yeah. Probably more information from there and more clarification there because they actually give you examples a lot of the time. So I would encourage people to check out those um, FAQs and see, you know, what information is there and available. But um, one of the things Tammy had asked me about was regarding retirement funds. So a lot of people have been either thinking about or dabbling in pinching off their retirement funds during this time, especially if they're still waiting on their unemployment and it hasn't come through yet or different things like that. So um, I would really caution you re regarding those retirement funds and withdrawing them. Um, there is a requirement to actually prove that you had an economic hardship um, should you take out those funds if you're trying to get them out without the 10% penalty. So, and that's kind of big because if you're in a 15% bracket and then you have a 10% penalty, you've now bumped yourself up to a 25% on those funds. Now, kind of, you know, 10% isn't on all your income, but if you pull out $100,000, you're talking about $10,000 um, in penalty. And that's not taxes, that's just penalty. Plus, you're still going to have to pay the federal and state income taxes if you're in a state that has federal, that has state income tax laws. So while it, there are times when it's really necessary, you just want to be really careful. Now, if you're going to Tammy and you're a first-time home buyer, there's an exemption for that 10%. So if you're in a situation where during you know, this COVID-19 issue, you're already working with Tammy on trying to buy a house and you are a first-time home buyer, and let's say you had anticipated making more money 
thing you did during this quarter. And you just need a little bit of, you know, bump up from your retirement funds. You definitely want to talk to Tammy about making sure that you are listed as a certified first-time home buyer so that you can get an exemption for that 10% penalty. You'll still have to pay the income tax, but the penalty will be waived. So that's something to think about. Um, if you, your spouse, or a direct dependent was diagnosed with COVID, then that is actually considered to be a reason to take out funds from your retirement fund and it still be able to recognize that exemption for the 10%. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so if you're married, if you said you are a spouse, can it be a child or a parent? Mm -hmm. It can be in, if you're a dependent. Yeah, if so if it's your parent, it does have to be a parent who is a dependent. It couldn't be Living just in your home. Yes. Okay. Um, well, okay. and technically they could have been in a nursing home, but they don't necessarily have to be in your home. So there okay. are situations where a parent could be a dependent, but still be in a nursing home. Um, there are some tests that have to be done as far as making sure that you're providing enough of their um, support in order to be able to claim them. But there okay. are situations where we have seen people who decided that what social security could afford to take care of their parents was not a sufficient facility and they chose to pay the difference thereby justifying the additional support and being able to claim that parent as a dependent. Okay. Yeah. So those are some things to think about. Like I said, I just caution people. Um, and if you're in a situation where you absolutely need to pull out those funds um, but maybe you don't qualify for the exemption, uh -huh. then make sure that you're putting money aside. Talk to your accountant. You know, if you don't have an accountant, you can always give me a, shoot me an email, but talk to someone and have them calculate what you need to withhold from those funds so that at the end of the year, you're not slapped with, you know, a three, four, $5,000 bill because of a penalty that you weren't uh, preparing for. Okay, Maya, that's a good segue into my next question. Mm -hmm. Because, and this question came because I was just chatting with Maya about my taxes and getting my stuff ready, trying to be on top of things, which I'm really not when it comes to taxes. Um, so I was talking with Maya, what I needed to do, and I mentioned that I have a couple of workers that don't live here in but they are um, non-resident workers from another country. And she was like, oh. And she told me some things that I said, oh, I didn't know. And I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of you out there who might have some of these workers or workers from other places that you don't know the full laws and the ramifications that could be placed upon you for your lack of knowledge. That's why we're here to educate on positive bonds. So Maya, please tell us about non-resident workers for, for businesses so we can get our taxes done right. Yes, so um, with the non-resident workers, so there are a couple of different things that you need to be aware of. I would say number one is that in most cases, not all, but in most cases, if they are working for you directly, 
meaning that they're not going to an agency, they're not they're not employees of a much larger company in that foreign country or something like that. But if they're working for you directly, then in most cases there is a federal requirement for you to withhold taxes on any income that you pay them. And that that obligation is even if they are not W2. This includes contractors that you hire that are foreign residents. So they live overseas, they work overseas, but they're making money from an American company. So it's really important to note that. Um, the Generally speaking, the percentage is 30%. Now, there is a, there are a lot of exceptions to that rule. So it is really, really important that you get somebody who knows how to do the research um, to look it up for you. Because with almost, with the vast majority of European and even some Asian um, countries, we have treaties. And so in those treaties, there may be exceptions. So in, for instance, in the Philippines, the first $10,000 that those employees make are actually exempt from withholding. So you don't have to withhold, but you may still have to report the fact that you paid them. So, and um, like there's an exemption in Germany. Instead of 30%, you actually only have to withhold 15%. So there are exceptions to those rules. It is super important that you know what those exceptions are. And the A number one reason it's important is there is a $10,000 penalty for not complying. So if you are not in compliance, your penalty, should you be caught, could be up to $10,000. And you may not even pay the person $10,000. So it's just really, really important when you're dealing with international issues that you get advice, any international issue, whether the person is coming here, you're going there, you're working remote, it doesn't matter, it's so important because there are hefty penalties for not being in compliance with foreign employees. And that it also includes if you're, we had a situation where someone was actually getting um, residuals and ended up in a situation. So, you know, it is important. Royalties, any of those kinds of things could also apply. So it is really important to make sure that you, you get that research done. Unfortunately, there are so many exceptions to the rule regarding the treaties. It's a, it's a country by country situation. And unfortunately, sometimes that research might cost you a little bit, but, you know, $100, $200 worth of research exchange for a $10,000 penalty, I kind of feel like, you know, it, it's better to get the research done. Wow. That was a lot. Woo! I know y'all got your duct tape on now, because she said a lot in that last minute, especially to business owners. This is what I got out of that last little second, and she said it real quick. So, she talked about treaties. Uh, we might have different treaties with other countries and we need, you need to find out what the treaties are because it might give us exceptions to having to pay things. However, an exception to having to pay something is not an exception that you don't need to file it. Two totally different things. 
So you need to make sure you file like you're supposed to. Because she said the number one reason why you need to do it is because $10,000 for being non-compliant. Maya, my question to you, $10,000 being non-compliant, is that for the whole thing or is that for each instance? I, that I would actually have to look up. We had a situation actually in my office where um, someone decided they're a they're a, what do you call it dual resident, Germany and the U.S. And they decided to have a new a new uh, partner, and they paid this partner a bunch of royalties. Well, that new partner is in Germany. And they didn't tell us that they had done this until about a month after the deadline for having to file and so, well, actually for having to submit withholdings. But and on, and on top of that, they never did the withholding. So, needless to say, they were assessed a penalty. Um, we did try to get them out of it. Um, we submitted a letter to the IRS, asked for a waiver. We submitted all this different information. Bottom line is they said no. And the client was stuck with a $10,000 penalty and there was nothing I could do about it. Yikes. So, yeah. Um, it's scary when you start. Yeah, it's scary. And I don't want to pay $10,000. And I'm sure most of you yeah. business owners, Elena, you got $10,000 in the ramp? Nope. You want to roll away? <laughs> yeah. Nope. You're $10,000 away. So if you don't have $10,000 you want to throw away, you need to make sure that you get with a good CPA. Yes. CPA, Maya Smith, somebody who knows their stuff, somebody who knows more than their stuff, somebody whose hobby is reading IRS material. <laughs> you need to get with somebody like that who loves their business. Alina picked me up with raising her hand. <laughs> I just want to say, okay, so I started my business um, a couple of years ago um, and actually it had to put it on, um, put it on hiatus because of a health issue and I'm just getting started back. So my, my um, advice to startups and entrepreneurs who haven't made any money is to steal always have a CPA, have someone, because you don't want to start out wrong and then have to go back and correct it. Um, one, of, one of the things, I, I was selling t-shirts at one point and I wasn't sure whether I made enough money to actually re report it to, um, to the IRS or anything like that. But thankfully I actually did talk to a CPA at the time um, to find out more because I don't want the penalty for not being compliant is way, way, way heavy. Yeah. So you always, if, if you've not even made a dime yet and you have a business, or even if you're thinking about starting a business, let, let that be a huge part of you, um, building your business. That's great. Well, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your businesses and also let everybody know where they can go because you can either go to my site or Alina's site yeah. and 
get this information that we saw today. Our recording is going to be there. Thank you so much for being here for our first episode. You know, most people probably put this stuff together and they take time to put it together. Not only that, and I. We just kind of fly by the seat of your pants type of trick. <laughs> we are, that's called spot, spontaneous. Spontaneity. <laughs> we got the Pope on next week. No, I'm only kidding. But. <laughs> so we, we're going to have more of this coming to you. We're going to have yeah. Maya back again toward the, uh, in a few more weeks because <clears throat> what she has to tell us is so valuable. And so I got another list of stuff for her to tell us. So we're going to have her back in a few weeks. We're going to be talking about health, healthy body, healthy mind. We're going to talk about de-stressing. We're going to talk about right now in COVID, what does that mean for you legally? If you're in a situation where there's a landlord trying to put you out, what can you do? Or if you're a landlord and you have a hold of a tenant, what can you do? We're yes. trying to help everybody out in a positive way. So we're going right. to provide some great things on that. Parents, you need to you need to watch your own kids. Is what that little girl told us. Got <laughs> <laughs> to watch our own kids. We're gonna help you watch your own kids, but we're gonna also help you have some sanity while you watch your own kids. Alina's gonna give us some tips because Alina raised five kids, five five kids. <laughs> raising four boys right now and one is seven. So I get you. I get you, parents. We right. get. And we want to give you what you need to help you out. So we're going to be bringing, bring you some hair care. I'm going to have uh, somebody here for everybody. Yes. Somebody here, hopefully from Bob Steele. Then I'm going to have another young lady who's going to tell us for African-American women what we can do around this time when you like me and you're not able to go to the beauty parlor like you'd like to on a weekly basis. And we're going to... Let you know about your nails, how you can keep them done. You see how I keep showing this one hand? Because this is a good hand. Because look, this is what happened to the other hand. This is what happened when I go to the nail salon. They start breaking. So we're going to help you with the breakage. The breakage of the nails and the breakage of the hair. So we're going to help you out with all that. So Alina, take yes. us. Yes. Okay. So like we said before, all of our information you'll be able to get. You'll be able to get Tammy's um, businesses as well as mine. Forgot to introduce myself. We'll do that next time. Um, now. <laughs> That's right. I, I, your outro. <laughs> this is my outro, not my intro. I'm Elena Taylor Bagger. I have, I'm a single mom. I have five kids. My kids are young adults and one teen. And I have a company called the Innovative Mom where I help support, educate, empower, and nurture moms globally. So whatever resources, whatever workshops, whatever I can do um, to help moms out, that's what we do. And it's only for moms. I, I don't proclaim to, to be a relationship expert or all of that other stuff. Um, being a mom is what I do best. And my goal is to have moms look at themselves in their lives so that they can they can live the life that they they dreamed um i also just started a um a language academy with a friend from J uh, she lives in the u.s but she's originally from japan so we teach soulful uh, english lessons to japanese speakers um love it love it love it um we've been doing it for um about two weeks now 
and we're excited about opening up the full the full um, classes starting May. And then, of course, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the um, positive vibes with Tammy. I'm excited about it because, like she said before, we both love helping people and we love doing it on a positive note. It's a lot of things that can drag you down, um, but your perception is oftentimes your reality. So we want to be able to bring you serious issues sometimes, but with a positive, with a positive vibe. So, yeah. So we are done. Thank you so much, Maya. We You're welcome. Thank you. Have you have you? We will be uploading um, your cheat sheet that you gave both of us. It'll be on Tammy's website as well as mine, and we'll give you guys that information as well. So, and how they can contact and find you. Yes. <laughs> Again, you have been a wealth. I see the money dropping. I see the money dropping. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. We look forward to having you back. Thank uh -huh. you, Lena. I look forward to our next episode. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Keep the vibe alive. Keep the vibe. <laughs> Bye. 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 -bye. <laughs>